0: this is crystal the queen of philippine wrestling and i'm here with get your podcast
1: hey what's up guys this is tjp otherwise known as tj perkins otherwise known as the cruiser great otherwise known as the phil and flash and you guys are listening to get your podcast Yo, 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 yo! The Ghetto podcast crew is in the building. You here with your okay. homie Just, And you
2: got Charlie. Charlie's back. Yo, what is happening, guys? Hey, hey. Uh I I just wanted to let you guys know, give you an update on why I was gone. Um, I was actually hanging out with uh, President Trump, and he was telling me that uh since I looked like one of the China people. He needed more of me on his uh staff. So I was I was uh advising him and telling him about the COVID, so
1: (laughs) Hell no, hell no. (laughs) Hell no. Um I gotta say it's really good to hear you're back, Charlie. It's good really here. Um it's good to be back with you, Jay. I'm glad that we're here talking about stuff.
0: Things are always looking bleak
1: but I'm
0: glad we're putting up we're an episode together. every week you know we haven't had a break in a long time you know we're just trying to put some something out for the fans while uh we got some shit we're going dealing with here with the covid stuff but things i feel like things are starting to normalize i know in illinois that we have this reopening phase plan in place where may 29th basically everything's going to open up but with some safety guidelines so it's good to hear can't wait to get a fucking haircut. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you guys got some long hair going on, y'all. Y'all got some Fabio Dolph Ziggler type hair going on.
2: I'm looking like Chun Flair, like woo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chun Reeves, like, Reed. Reeves. we're gonna, like gonna go, like, to go to a
0: barbershop looking like Carlito. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go. Just, 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 uh, just talking about like reopening stuff before we get into Last Dance. It, it's like they're gonna reopen with some like you know discrepancy like they're gonna reopen in gyms and stuff like that and like they're only gonna allow a certain amount of people in uh i mean that's cool and all but like i mean i can see the benefit i guess like you don't have to worry about some steroid muscle bound freak trying to get his set in while you're still using the weights but like doesn't that isn't that kind of weird though because like now like you're only allowing like Ten people in, and like, is there going to be a line of people outside? The the thing is, I always thought the
0: gym was like the worst spot because like everyone's breathing hard. It's an airborne, airborne disease. You got some, you know, some meatheads out here breathing hard doing squats. Like I don't want to be be around all that breathing and shit.
1: Right, and then they're they're grunting. You don't know what kind of like particles they're throwing up in the air. They're like, you know, setting up their seven fifty weight or whatever, and they're like. (laughs)
2: Draw! You know, <laughs> and then, if I'm gonna get if I'm gonna get COVID, I want to go down swing. I don't want to get COVID while working. You know, I don't want to get COVID like I'm just like just like sweating it out at the gym and doing like something you know like strenuous and shit. You know, if I'm gonna risk myself, not for that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then like all those people in the sauna thinking that they're gonna like you know wash the COVID away. It's like it it doesn't work like that. And yeah. then for restaurants,
0: like they're gonna have. They're not going to open the inside of the restaurants. They're going to have outdoor seating that is distanced. So that will be weird. weird. I mean,
1: it's going to be weird for like places like Hooters. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's really <laughs> it's, chilly out here. It's really chilly.
0: It's like all the horny guys get the table all the way at the end so like they can get the THO or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like for places like Tilt the Kilt, you know, it's like oh, it's the cold. I don't you know, know, know if that's
2: in business anymore. Is <laughs> Dude,
1: that? I don't know. you know.
2: guys might want to watch out because y- y'all giving <laughs> <gave> me ideas. <laughs> now I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be <laughs> <Austin> over there. <laughs> I think Hooters. Hooters, Hooters, Hooters
1: uh, anyway, hold on, Hooters oh, might man. be the most uh,
0: busiest uh, place, man, with all these. You know, maybe some sweaties have been you know missing girls in the flesh, mm. so I would imagine the Hooters being like every dream. It's
1: the number one spot, you know? Yep, the people that uh, you know, those sweaties that go to Hooters that can't wait to see a female are the people oh, yeah. that's the 27% that, that, yeah, that, that, that chose for the uh, touchy-feely fans. Those are the touchy-feely fans right there.
0: Touchy-feely on the waitress as well. Touchy-feely on the waitress. Oh, God.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: I prefer the breast.
1: It's like, oh, okay. Anyway, um, so last dance. Speaking of breasts, um, last dance episode nine and ten. It's finally come full circle. Um, what a
0: transition! It, it, I gotta say, it's
2: Sorry, sorry. <laughs> like that. Go ahead,
0: proceed, my parents, my friend. Who is Has big breasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or should I
1: oh, say food you go. poisoning? Food poisoning. <laughs> um, yeah, last Dancing was. A, I thought it was a good, um, you know, ending to the whole thing. Um, th- there's a lot of gems in there that I didn't know, like the whole thing at the end where Jerry Reinsdorf did ask Phil Jackson to come back, and Phil Jackson said no, and um, the whole thing about um, you know the food poisoning, which I kind of heard before, but you know it's kind of like you, you hear these things through the grapevine, and you're like, is that really what happened? I mean, a pizza. And soon to find out that, you know, it, it was true. Uh, what are some of your biggest takes from The Last Dance, guys? Well,
0: I'm going to start off by saying that Episode 9 was – I brought that up in a group text with you guys. But I saw Episode 9 was, like, the greatest episode I've ever seen in my life as it hit. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I agree. I agree. But – um triggered every emotion about, with, like, the thrill of that Eastern Conference Finals – you know, just, like, the emotion of that series, and then the Steve Kerr thing, and then it just the, the elation of them winning and getting through a tough opponent in Indiana. Um, you know, what the hell did... And honestly, that push-off that Reggie Miller did on Jordan, the fact that... Imagine LeBron James in that position, how much he would complain after that. After LeBron, you just saw Ooh. Michael Jordan just walk off the court after that, after he hit that shot and lost, like, that just—he's yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a goat type thing, move for me. I'm, I'll never consider someone the goat to like LeBron, who complains nonstop or who would have for sure flopped his ass off on if, 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 if Reggie Miller did that to him. Just it's like it's, I have it's, a shot. <laughs> it's just great.
1: <laughs> yeah, he would if that was if if Reggie Miller did that on LeBron, it would have been a Dolph Ziggler type sell. He's going to sell that as if he got boot to the face and all this, bitching to the ref, you know. And, and it's funny you brought that up, the push, right? Because I, I remember when it happened, and it was kind of one of those things, like, was it a push? Was it offensive foul? I mean, it was – the play really wasn't started. It just, The whistle just blew off, so it was kind of quick. And I know I'm kind of leading a little bit up. ahead, but, like, it's funny how – it's funny how they are talking about Reggie Miller's push off, and then Michael Jordan's push to oh, and Byron. You find Russell. out that
0: it's not a push at all. You just
1: right, and so you know. In, in some ways, it's like you know Reggie Miller did it to Mike, and then Mike did it to Byron.
0: But Mike didn't push off.
1: No, but I mean, it's still like it, it still leaves the question like Reggie Miller that
0: straight push? no, no. They solved that in that episode. You saw his hand just like graze Brian. By Ryan Russell's like thigh, but you you didn't yeah, see. Yeah, it looked
2: like it was like. Oh, go see see sorry.
0: Reggie Miller straight up threw Jordan out of the way and then got open for a three.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I'm not, uh, am not saying that like neither or was wrong. I'm just saying that like, um, in terms of like, you know, uh, those close second calls, it's kind of like it's kind of one of those things that are like in the gray line. It's kind of like. It could be looked at as offensive foul, or could it just be looked at as like kind of like what you're saying with Byron Russell, just like a. Nudge, that's why
0: it's it's great for know? these doc- documentaries to finally get the the final verdict from these players who you know are they're all retired, so now they can talk about all these stories. So I'm glad that was all resolved. Um, I want to bring back that episode nine because, like, yeah, every emotion comedy where they made fun of Scott Burrell again. When Jordan going up to Larry Bird saying, "You bitch, fuck you." After. You know, them talking, talking the shit yeah. to shit and saying, like, oh, you can start working on your golf game now. It's like, holy cow.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Of- yeah. And it's funny because like, you, you can tell, like, they have a huge amount of respect for each other in order for them to do that, you know what I mean? And and, and none of the guys was looking at the other guy and feeling sensitive about the other one. It's like they're they, they're just
0: shit-talking. I, don't know.
2: I, think, I think Larry Bird was a little bit more salty than that. I think he started making pizzas after that. <laughs> You know he's got friends in Utah.
1: <laughs>
2: no, it was cool. But then, like, it's funny you bring up Larry Bird because uh that's the one of my takes. Like, you know, like, like like I don't have many, like, great takes from, from these episodes because, like, these episodes were, were insane. But like, the, I wanted to relate it to wrestling. And, like, I wanted to see, like, you know how there's Stone Cold Steve Austin? We have, we now, for we it, now for have it. the true you. Stone Cold. and That's Stone Cold Larry Bird. I mean, my God! <laughs> like, if if you if you watch him during these these uh, these uh during the games, the man's expression never changed. He like that guy was yeah. just in the zone, in the moment, just just calm, cool, and collected. He could he could be like at a strip club and like some girls shaking, and he'll just be like, "This is great. This is the best day of my life." <laughs>
1: Wouldn't be phased. He wouldn't he be, would phased. be he wouldn't
2: phased, phased, phased whatsoever. So like ice in his veins. My God, like that's and like it's, it's just like it's just you know I think the Pacers took after that. You know they they were like ready to go. That's why they were like the toughest team that the Bulls had to face because these guys did not did not buckle like with it, like in the in the lights the pressure. They took the Bulls to the limit because they were ready and they were not going to back down.
1: And they had the squad. They had the squad to do it in terms of defense, in terms of like uh, point guard penetration. And to me, that was like always the Bulls' like weakest point was the point guard penetration. Like they they traded to get bigger guards yeah. to stop Penny Hardaway, but but as but as the series went on, like what their problem was was point guard penetration. Like John Stockton, Mark Jackson, those guys were able to get through those defense because they were a lot quicker and throw these uh, you know lob passes to the Davis brothers or, you know, pick a role to Car Malone and Antonio Carr. Shout out to Antonio Carr.
2: Who,
0: Antoine Carr. Antoine Carr. Yeah, Both sorry them, about that. Shout out. <laughs> looking like CeeLo. I got like a quick,
2: uh, I mean, to go a little bit off topic, I got a quick, Uh, is it Byron or Brian Russell?
0: It's Brian Russell. for the Brian. Byron U- Russell's the former coach and like player.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so so yeah. so yeah. I was I was actually in Vegas. I think it was around 2004 2005, and I and I saw Brian Russell at a table by himself playing playing blackjack. And then and then my drunk ass, I was like, okay. I want to play. So I was like, screw it, you know. I went over and then like, I, if he was in the like the the low limit area, so I'm like, why is he doing? Why is he playing low limits? So I'm like, all right, whatever. So so I I sit down actually, and I and I and I, and I ask, can I sit down and play? He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So then, so then, what I didn't realize in my drunk ass was that it was fifty dollars per per hand, and I was like, Ugh. "Oh, no. <laughs> I sat there with two hundred dollars in my hand." I oh, was like, "Oh, I gotta put this all down." So I just, I just put down the two hundred. They gave me four fucking chips, <laughs> oh. and they're like, you know, of course, Brian's looking at me like I'm an idiot. But I was like, "Uh," so like, I didn't want to look that stupid, so I put two chips down. So I put a hundred on that hand. So anyway, so oh, anyway, man. I, I, I draw, okay. yeah, so it's so I draw a 16, like I get a 10, I get, yeah, so, you know, worst hand in, in, the, in, in blackjack, and then the, the dealer's showing a 10, I'm like, I have to hit, you have to hit, I have to fucking hit, so I hit, right, I get a fucking five right there, oh, so, no. so then, uh, no. I get a five, right, and then, and then, like, B- Brian wins his hand, and then whatever, like he he gives me a high five. He's like you, Cole. He's just like laughing. And then sure enough, sure enough, like I win the hand. I get my money. Blah blah blah. Right. And then and then right when I win the money,
1: yeah,
2: I looked at Brian. I was like, it was a pleasure playing with you, but I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one hand. So and that was it. And that was my Brian Russell story. Well, real quick. Cool. <laughs>
1: Know nice, that was Brian. Nice. Look at that. I didn't know that was Brian Russell.
2: Look at that. Oh, I, I mean, I recognize him. Like, in a heartbeat. Like, right? When I saw him. He was just sitting there by himself. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, what's that? Like, he was wearing his jersey? No. <laughs> like, the only <laughs> reason why I knew it was him is because the girl that I was with pushed him in the back and he fell over. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Like, like, I'm really good with <laughs> recognizing celebrities. I'm. I'm and, and i you know, know, you know i know, you know. i know it's him he was all bling Like he's got chains he he just he looked like a million bucks he just happened to be playing the 50 dollar fifty dollars yeah. table so
1: <laughs> oh my gosh first off the other thing i want to say uh real quick too like eh, you know shout out to you jay like yeah episode nine was the best other than episode five it was the best uh, among the episodes um I kinda want to fast forward a little bit to um the part where they basically win the, the game and they win the championship, the sixth title. And then they get they go back, they rush back to the hotel, right? And do you see get you on these yes men, on Michael Jordan's entourage, except for Gus, not not Gus, but everybody else, like watching Michael play. <laughs> he can't play piano. He's like he's he's like dying hard. He he's like you know what I'm saying? Like, he cannot play any type of tune or nothing and all these people are like, yeah, Mike, yeah, that sounds pretty good, Mike. Man, get the show! <laughs> Ain't my clinger ass, But it bitch. is
2: Michael Jordan. I mean, if he had farted, I would have been crip-walking to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It is, it is
1: Man, you better than Ray Charles, Mike. You better <laughs> than Ray Charles. Man, get the
0: yeah, that's, that's kind of so weird good. too. Like he hung out. I don't know. I feel like he should have hung out with his teammates after winning the championship. He just kind of went to his room and played the piano with all his like his fucking his minions out there.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean he's literally breaking the <laughs> piano because he can't play. You know what I'm saying? And, and I I would have been where Dennis Rodman was with Carmen <laughs> yeah. Electra. See, Carmen Electra was know? kissing
0: that kiss kiss the trophy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was just a precursor. Of what other head? What other golden <laughs> head? You was about to kiss, you know. <laughs> I know they call you the worm, but I want to see
0: the dragon. I hope the worm turns into an anaconda, you know. <laughs> I have a- up <laughs> uh, show
1: me why they call you Rodzilla. <laughs> show me why they call you Rodzilla. Speaking of which, I lo- I- I'm glad that they incorporated the NWO um scene in there Man, when dennis robinson that was my
2: other take um, yeah go ahead go ahead missed
0: practice for that
1: yeah and the, the one thing that i was hoping that they tie into is that Carmelo and dennis robin were definitely playing the few they were definitely playing their wrestler um characters while the nba finals was happening like like I remember when Dennis Rodman, you know, he like he's pretty much known. He's part of the NWO. And then I remember with Karl Malone, he would score like four, like he scored four points in a row. And the dude threw up the DDP diamond. Do you remember that? Who did who did that? Carmelo, the like, there's if you look at highlights, yeah, and it, dude, in that game, in that game, in game six, like he was, he scored like four points in a row, like two mid-range jumpers. And he puts up the details. Hell yeah, because Carl
0: Malone probably feels like slighted. Like you know, he's probably thinking he's probably motivating himself, thinking like, "Oh, Dennis Rodman doesn't want to prepare for me. He he feels like he he can still go to an NWO show and feel like he can still garden and like take him off." Like I'm sure Carl Malone yeah. felt like motivated after that, thinking like, "You know, I'm just gonna dominate this dude if he thinks he's not gonna just not prepare for me."
1: Right, but that's the thing. Like that's the thing. Like it, it was like it was definitely. Um, um, escalating to their uh, back to the beach feud with DDP and Carmelo versus Rodman okay. and uh, Hulk Hogan. So that's what they were. They were definitely playing those roles and shit. And I thought that was like definitely a cool thing, which they touched on on the WWE Network. Um, so yeah, um, I, I'm glad. Uh, I definitely see the wrestling correlation. Uh, I think Reggie Miller is like Edge, just taking uh, advantage of every opportunity. <laughs>
2: That would be funny, like, one day in the in the NBA Finals, like, they're playing, and, and Reggie Miller comes out with a, with a briefcase, like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> and bricks a bunch of threes.
0: <laughs> and um, Jalen Rose could be the godfather, uh, because he played on so many different teams. Godfather had so many God. different uh, characters. <laughs>
1: really cool. And I love I love how they, they were saying how like, oh man, and we had this person, this person, and Chris Mullen. It's like, dude, did Chris no, Mullen really the sweet help in shooting?
0: That team? They, they didn't want to mention that he's like forty-one years old at that point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Looking like Duke from G.I. Joe.
0: <laughs> hey, I wanna bring up one last thing. We're already uh fifteen minutes in talking about yeah. last dance, but one thing. <laughs> there was a part where Jerry that Michael Jordan didn't know that Jerry Reinsdorf offer Phil Jackson to come back yeah. to coach one more year. Yeah. And Phil Jackson actually turned it down. But Michael Jordan was saying, yeah, if they signed one-year deals, like what he's been doing, signed one-year deals for them to come back to see if they can do it again, they would Would they take it? Would Steve Kirk take it? Would Scottie Pippen take it, who was the sixth lowest paid player on the team? Would he take a one-year deal? Do you think that would have happened if, like, if uh to to win it back, go to sign a one year deal to we'll come back. Really?
1: Yes. Yes. I, I would think so. I mean I I'm pretty sure everybody, including Dennis Rodman, would have done it. The, the like Michael Jordan said, I think the hardest person to convince would have been Scotty. But Michael knows Scotty more than Madonna, so he would came back. So if they were all there, he would have came back.
0: My only thing is that those role players obviously don't make as much as Jordan. Jordan obviously has a shoe line, you know, endorsements like those role players don't have. And I so I'm not sure. I mean, they would have for sure resigned. I think he would have convinced Pippen, Rodman, Phil to come back. But I feel like those roles, role role players would be gone because I think if they, I was looking up that Steve Kerr signed a five year deal right out of Chicago. Luke Longley signed a five year deal with. The Suns getting that financial security as a role player is probably paramount at that point compared to signing a one year, I don't know, minimum veteran's minimum contract. So,
1: right, yeah, because they're going to be definitely making a lot more, and then for one year, then it's like you know. But then again, if they were to if they were to do it, if you look at it, I mean, I know we're just playing um, armchair quarterback. But like, if they were to do it, I mean, they're 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 only gonna be go up in value. They keep winning, you know. I mean, let's say they did it. I mean, do you guys think that they would have won the championship? I think yes, so, yeah. right, one hundred percent, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, they were just so good because like the, I think the other the other point was that uh, the next season was a shortened season, so it's like you have to you don't have to worry as much about being tired. And then you look at what happened that next season. I think it was I think I forget uh, I'm I'm blanking out, but like the next season, I think it was. Uh, the Rockets, who beat the Knicks, I think, after that. Like,
1: no, no, no. Knicks, Knicks. Uh-huh. The Knicks, the eighth yeah, seed. Yeah, yeah, there you go.
2: The you see what I mean? Like, you know, like the eighth seed made it over there. So you, there's no telling. Basically, it was wide open in the East. Chicago could have easily made it.
0: Agreed.
1: Yeah, agreed. And they would have benefited from the rest. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I would have
0: put, you know, had done, give them some rest days, give them load management, invent load management in the 99 season so they can all. Rest up and get ready for the playoffs because they're going to make the playoffs. But, but here's a conspiracy theory because Phil Jackson ended up signing to coach with the Lakers. <laughs> signing with the signing with the Lakers a year after that was that a? Do you think that was already predetermined? And Phil Jackson's had that like, hey, it's kind of the end of the road with the Bulls. I can start something new with Kobe and Shaq. You know, I don't want to continue on with the with the Bulls.
1: Um, I'm not going to answer that. Um, Phil I'm not going to answer that. Uh, I'm, I'm glad it happened.
2: So I'm just asking, man. I think it's a good possibility. Cause like that whole, that whole, uh, relationship between Phil Jackson, and Jay cross was not going good. And and Phil Jackson was his, his he had one foot out the door. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was looking at Genie bus or something, but you know, Genie bus.
1: phil jackson was looking at at that genie bus he wanted to get on a genie bus and ride it <laughs> yep. all every single stop
2: and not pay its
0: toll <laughs> <laughs> ride it till the gas tank empties, zombie <laughs> um but yeah that's what i got for last dance should we move on or do you have any other last takeaways for last dance
1: uh, real quick, where were you guys when Jordan hit the jump shot?
2: Hmm. At a friend's place.
0: <laughs> I was probably yeah. watching that unravel. But yeah, you must have had something interesting.
2: Oh me? Oh no, no, it was just just watching at a friend's place. That's all. <laughs> what were you Very doing? Boring.
1: Um, I was Ooh, at the United wait, Center. Wait,
0: they were they were doing a view view party there.
1: Um we were tra- we uh my cousin got tickets to watch the game game six at the United Center. Um so we watched the game there. So technically I went to an NBA Finals. Not really though, but it was still an awesome experience. Well didn't the
0: shot London. take place in Utah?
1: Yeah. So So we wa- okay. we watched it at the Tiny Tron in the United Center.
0: <laughs> I guess that counts as the NBA Finals. Uh
1: you're not there, uh,
0: but you're at the <laughs> You're not there, no, no. There. Uh,
1: so let's move so. on. to my <laughs> cousin. some uh, uh,
0: wrestling halves, real quick. Don't have much on Raw, but I think one of the bigger takeaways is uh, Austin Theory joining, basically mimicking what happened with Buddy Murphy, where he where he was out, out and down on himself. Still at, during the start of a, the the following match, found him in the corner. He found. He found his purpose in life and he helped Seth Rollins.
1: It it's so sad. Is this how Seth Rollins is gonna find these like members? Like I mean, just like these, you know, you know, um, people just sitting in the corner, getting all beat up and like, hey, join my group. I can help guide you. And then like get y'all on Buddy Murphy, like, look at all jealous and shit. Like this almost looked into a you know, you know, a uh, you know a certain type of love triangle. You know what I'm saying?
0: Any additional thoughts? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it's it's like if I I was just gonna laugh. it was like you know, let's say like Akira Tozawa is like, you know, what? I need to do something. So he's gonna after his match, he's gonna sit outside and like and just hope and wait for like Seth Rollins to look at him, and then Seth Rollins is gonna throw in some change and be like, all right, just God bless. <laughs>
1: I'm going to say, Seth Rollins was...
2: <laughs>
0: Seth, there's a lot of people Seth Rollins can look at. If you, all he's got to do is look at the homeless people in Chicago, if...
2: <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine that? That table, it's like here comes all these these three buff guys and a bunch of bums after
0: all. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, they have those bum fight videos for a reason. You know, they they could fight. You know, <laughs> <after> the <both> bum fights. <laughs> oh, that's too funny oh, yeah right. we talked about this last week that awesome theory was never listed on, on the raw rosters what on the website on the raw roster but angel garza was so we thought that he was going back to nxt it looks like vince wants to keep him on raw at least temporarily to be with seth and yeah i, I don't mind the pairing if that authors of pain is going to be out for another handful of months just why not add on to the,
2: the monday night messiah's crew are they done? Are they done adding or is it is it are they gonna stick with this trio or do you think he's gonna get more?
0: Um
1: there's a bunch of poor people on Lake Street, so I'm pretty sure there's a lot he could keep going and finding more Maybe people. Maybe he's to gonna remember the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you can, like look in the hallway and like, oh,
2: Aren't you, Gronk Krizkowski? Hey, Zelina's army is missing, missing their token white guy, so they, they might be looking for somebody. Yeah. There you How about go. you, sir? There How you about go. you, Big Show? Because you're not doing anything. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> like, they might just turn Umberto, Umberto Carrillo heel because he's not really doing anything, and they could just run that like whole cousin angle like he's family, so he, they're going to stick together.
1: True, true. I mean, like especially now that they whole, had the whole thing with him feuding and defending Ray and all this stuff. So you never know what might become of like yeah. this whole thing.
2: But we'll see. We'll see. We got the.
0: We also got the. I don't know what's going on with these Viking Raiders Street Profits thing, just to fill fill time. But
2: ooh, I'm not gonna lie about this one. But okay, the basket one I could have done with that. But this axe throwing one, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> I I might be I might be yeah like in the in the minority. But come on, like, I, I could watch Dawkins yell at a horse all day.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I don't mind. Not only because, like, they WWE has to kind of find some creative way to do something other than just have these guys wrestle in front of a, you know, no audience. After a while, it kind of, like, looks the same, right? And so, like, this just kind of puts these these four characters in a different element maybe gives them a chance to show off their personality a little bit because the streets profits obviously they got the personality and this is only going to help viking raiders and throwing axes is is definitely up their alley so you know why not i i don't mind it too much just i just
0: don't want to be too and i'd rather listen to that than like hear edge and ramioran talk for like
1: Oh,
0: my God. Honestly, I, I, I don't I don't mind those videos either, Charlie. I I think they're kind of funny. The editing is, like, hilarious, too, because, like, they throw an axe, like, it looks like they're throwing the axe, like, 10 feet above the target, and it's, like, a bullseye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and, like, you can tell, like, like, um, Rowan could throw it, like, sideways, and no matter what, the edit will show like it's a perfect throw.
0: I know? swear I saw one of the videos when they were playing basketball, and, uh... Ivar shot it. It looked like it slipped off his fingers. Like, it barely... And it, saw it. <laughs> <laughs> like, the ball
1: like was already said, going downwards, but then the edit shows... The producer being just like be like, swish. yo,
0: let's do another take of that. Like, it takes two seconds to shoot the ball. Why you, why that one? <laughs> I'm going
2: gonna, I'm gonna to wait for the documentary, like, 20 years later, called The First Dance where they're going to show the outtakes of him like of like the ball just like <laughs> not going anywhere. <laughs> no, that'd be
0: like that'll be the next dark side of the ring. That yeah. we did two million <laughs> takes of Ivar trying to take a shot. And this is the best one of him of the ball slipping out of his finger fingertips.
1: Oh man. Like the shoot the the episode the shoot was only supposed to be like 30 minutes but they like, were there for
0: like 3 hours. There you go. Season opener of Dark Side of the Ring is. Also, uh looks like MVP's MVP and Bobby Lashley. Are- I like, it. Yeah, I like that. that. I
1: like that. He yeah, needs like he it.
0: needs that mouth. I mean that's kinda of-
2: whoa. <laughs> He's getting tired of a needs- lot <laughs> <tired> of He needs Yes. most valuable <laughs> mouth.
0: <laughs> Super Superheader. Uh-
1: uh, I like I like MVP's mouth because it's more
0: glossy. I hate to say this when you when I brought up MVP, I thought of Shad, and we had to bring up Shad.
2: Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah.
0: Shout out to him. I mean, I know he he passed, but he saved his son from drowning. So like heroic, you know, he he'd definitely be admired for that move. And yeah, had a good career. And shout out to Shad. Shout, out, Shout to out
1: to Shad! Shout out to Shad! I mean, he he was doing something that a lot of dads, a lot of parents, anybody would have done to go save a kid's life, whether it's his son or whoever. He put his life on the line, and yo, I mean, he's he's a true hero, and respect to him, and you know,
2: yeah, condolences to for to uh, to his family, his friends, and same thing. Just uh, you know, RAP man, because you know, judging just from the public public you know just the the public out coming out for him you know like you could tell that he was such a great guy i would say we didn't know him but but like just just hearing everything else it's like you know we lost another like great person so so sorry to hear that
0: well we sort of know him he did respond to one of our tweets okay okay defending uh, defending the yeah the crime when we were when we brought up the crime time and um if that was Vince's idea
1: and Shad responded to us
0: saying that it was all their idea not Vince's. They wanted to play that stereotypical uh, thug type wrestler so that's cool for Shad for just just being communicate like just talking with fans on social media like people don't know how much that means you know talking to a public figure like that so and then listening to the story too he was I think he was like 50 yards away from shore and I think a a wave kind of swept him to go deeper and um was able to get a hold of his son and save him. So, yeah, like you guys, a big, big hero right there. Hope WWE does. I know AEW said something in the commentary. Triple H tweeted something out, but hopefully there'd be something more in the next, you know, SmackDown or Raw. Um, anything else from Raw? Are you good?
1: Um, that's well. Uh, other than I just want to say. I really, really like that match between Drew and King wow. Corbin. I know people will say whatever about King Corbin and how he's this and that. Yo, I, I thought he pushed Drew. Um, I really enjoyed that match. That was just purely a smash mouth, you know, brawling type of match. Um, I, I thought it was really
0: good. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to watch those, like, big brutes go after each other because it kind of gets ends up being really slow. Like, Corbin versus Elias, yeah. like, I had to skip through it. That was, like, the most boring shit. But Drew McIntyre is definitely a big step oh, up yeah. with his athleticism and his creativity in the ring. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely a good match. One of the better ones I've seen
1: And they were running. What did you guys think? They, it was fast-paced. They were running, those two guys.
0: Yeah, true athletes, man. Former offensive lineman, uh, Baron Corbin. <laughs> you know, cut from spring training.
1: Oh, yeah. Deep six, deep six. Um...
0: Uh, let's move on to some AEW real quick so first of all I want to say that man Orange Cassidy and, and Phoenix is like must see TV yeah. no. and the only thing that had to ruin it, it what ruined it didn't involve them it involved the damn cameraman because the cameraman missed the low blow that Ray Phoenix did that caused him to do the tie up and pin. They still showed Kip Sabian on those ladder. <laughs> and then in see then and luckily, you know, the commentators had to fill the people in what happened, that he got low blowed, but good match for besides that a really good match.
1: It was a good match, and I really liked that one spot when Ray uh, Ray Phoenix was on the outside, like the stage portion. And he did that one foot um, springboard into oh, yeah. a leg drop. Um, I really like how they incorporate that stage and how they make use of it to kind of like do some aerial moves. So shout out to them. Shout out to Ray Phoenix. And shout out to Pentagon Jr. who's having like some trouble getting over here from Mexico. So I hope they fix that situation because,
2: yo, I love me some Pentagon Jr. Um, like I, I love the part where um Orange Cash is a stand there and Ray Phoenix is going in for another kick. <laughs> I don't know. You guys you know what I'm talking about? Where like he was on the he was on the ramp, and yeah, he was flying in for the like kick yeah. and he was completely missed. He just kind of stepped. stepped back.
1: Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like you, you talk about how he got him last exactly. week and then he tried to do it again. Yeah. Dude, the height that that guy got on that on that Luke King type kick, man. And it's Crazy. kind of cool
0: too that Cassie kind of showing off his. You know, usually he's with the best friends, but this time he kind of sh- shoot him away. He's like kind of like saying that he's like this is serious business. Like I want to take care of this after Ray Phoenix clocked me. You know. Sucker, sucker. It so yeah, now they're setting up. I think yeah, battle Royale. is up next.
2: And uh, then uh, one other thing was that that bump that Ray Phoenix took. I don't know if you guys missed that part, but like where um the guys were supposed to catch him. So Getchu on, like five six guys, not not well actually you know it might be Getchu and Ray Phoenix. He might he might have like because like he was up in the air. What's that with the early? He probably went too early. And no, it's more like more like and... like he was in the air and he was doing a flip and it looked like he was coming right into the guys. But well, then his body just kind of just stops and he goes straight into the ground. I don't know if you guys caught that, but I was like, oh my god, like like it looked like they were standing in the right spot, you know, waiting for for him to jump on him, and his ass just like like uh short arms it, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got well, you. anyway. <laughs> yeah, a
0: lot
2: of. A-Dub- Go a
0: A lot of AEW is kind of a build-up for Double or Nothing, like, um, you know, MJF against Marco Stunt, which is now parlaying into MJF versus Jungle Boy and possibly Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. You know what? Should we just go through some of the AEW Double or Nothing matches just to go through? Well, I'll just go by match, and then we'll see which ones we're uh, looking forward to. So we're starting from the bottom. Um, I think Private Party and Best Friends are having a number one contendership match. Um, Ooh, that'll yeah. open up double or nothing, I believe. Then we have, as I mentioned, MGF versus Jungle Boy. Sean Spears did a little thing on AEW where he was like a newscaster. I, I did, I fast through it. But in the end, he wanted to challenge Dustin Rhodes. So he's facing Dustin Rhodes. Dr. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Um, hey. Women's Championship between Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose. Cody versus Lance Archer for the TNT championship. And then the casino ladder match. And no competitors were announced yet. But there is a casino ladder match for an AEW number one contender ship spot.
2: Um, Aren't all of them them already uh, announced on Twitter?
0: I'm looking at the AEW website. Uh Uh-huh. But maybe there's more that uh, I don't know.
2: Wait, Jay, what
0: about
1: the uh, Elite oh, yeah. versus the Inner Indeed. Circle match? Is that that's also
0: for some reason it's not on the website. But yeah, I know that's going on. No, no, it's, it's going on know. for some reason that's not weird. listed on the website. But yeah, they did pitch it. They did uh, feature that during the uh, Dynamite, the stadium, stadium.
1: I wonder if it was like a last minute type of thing or whatever. But I'm, I mean, just to kind of like you know go go jump a little bit ahead, but like. I'm looking forward to the women's title match and uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of interested in this uh, Cody Rhodes versus Lane Archer. At first I wasn't, but now this whole thing with like Lance Archer and Jake the snake, putting his snake on Brandy. What? Um, and so, you know, anytime that like, you know, somebody does that to another man's wife, you're you kind of got the feel. So, you know um, that match, I'm really like looking to see. Um, I'm kind of curious though, like on 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 um, Sean Spears calling a Dustin Rose, isn't he retired?
0: I don't know, Sean Spears. He needs to uh, do something.
1: <laughs> He's probably upset that that guy in the um, the Dark Order is named <laughs> Ten.
2: <laughs> you you could have picked nine.
0: Name. all right we're name. gonna battle for the number 10 name <laughs> wow yeah that, i i'm actually looking forward to uh i mean, i love private party and I, don't, I know it's the opening match but i love I, i'm a big fan of both best friends and best friends and private party so <laughs> that um oh there is a stadium stampede in the. what am i it, on the uh in the website um. Yeah, Lance Archer versus Cody Rhodes. Just because I want to see Lance Archer in in like an actual competitive match in AEW, so that'll be cool. Plus, Mike Tyson giving him a belt. You know, interesting. Oh,
1: Mike. Tyson. So those are the
0: two. So I'm with you on the uh, Lance Archer, but I love Private Party and some best friends. Yeah.
1: Um. Also, the the women's title, Nyla. Yeah, and, uh, I would say see.
0: that, but I just I feel like Nyla's gonna win, so
2: it's like that's the reason why yeah, it's off my
0: good. list. Charlie, do you have anything?
2: Um, I'm all, um, like, after the uh, Arn Anderson, Jake the Snake uh, face-off, I'm all about that Cody uh, Lance Archer match. Plus, I'm a huge Lance Archer fan, so, I mean, it's like, so uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. And then, uh, go ahead, sorry.
0: Sorry, that Arn Anderson, Jake the Snake, that whole segment was weird.
2: How slow
0: got up to try and fight? (laughs) It looked like two senior citizens, like, at the golf course like fighting over like people who are playing slowers. So, I don't know. It just it did not look right, those two.
1: Yeah, it, it, that that was more like the old people at McDonald's, man. Like one group of old people come in and then they see the other group of old people sitting in their spot. they like, Hey, what are you doing to her?
2: No, it's it's, we always it's, it's if it's here. like one if you're walk if they're it's like nine o'clock at the mall and someone's walking the wrong side, oh you don't want to you don't walk in between that. But the, the the other match I'm really looking forward to. Oh, actually, I found the, the uh I found the com- the competitors for the ladder match. So, mm-hmm. and that's the other match I'm looking forward to. I, okay. I, I like a good spot fest. So, so uh, you guys want you want me to read these out? Yeah, please. All right. So the competitors oh. for this uh for this ladder match is Darby Allen, Cole Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian. Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and a guy to be announced.
0: Ooh, and that rumor might be Drew Gulak. But yep, yep. <clears throat> I'm hoping,
1: but can Drew Gulak sign right away? I thought they got the ninety-day. I think clause.
2: with this one, the his contract right now, as opposed to getting fired or something. I don't know. I don't know the the deal, but that's true. If you're released, yeah.
0: If you resign, I guess it's different because like you were under contract and you just quit. But if you're released, I'm sure you can sign with any. I'm going to they... laugh my ass
2: off as if it's Drake Maverick.
1: <laughs> guys, you guys don't think it's going to be Rusev? Oh, that's
2: true. Oh. It'll be like another.
1: No. I, mean, it'd be crazy. I mean, I know they can't use his theme song, but it'd be pretty dope if like all of a sudden the mystery person is Rusev Grussama.
0: I hope there's a surprise because the last time there, there was a some sort of surprise in wrestling it was the first thing I can think of is the brand a brand showdown who's gonna face who's gonna face Drew McIntyre from Smackdown you would think it was gonna be like Roman Reigns or some like surprise someone who's coming back no it's King Corbin I know it's <laughs> but yeah but that that ladder match looks so sick the first few names you mentioned charlie were just straight up high flyers. so
2: exactly it's awesome it's, and then, then then there's frankie kazarian
0: <laughs>
2: and then <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding
0: even colt cabana counts as like a high flyer you see him on AEW doing that uh,
2: picture perfect moonsault
0: salt over uh almost shattering his his shin on the guardrail but yeah yeah
1: <laughs> Shattering his chin and you know breaking <laughs> his ribs you know
0: but uh yeah shout out to I, i'm i'm I'll, I'll be watching double or nothing so should be fun
1: yeah these are the time, see this is the part where it's like it sucks like normally we would get together and try to watch these things you know what i mean and and because of what's happening it's like uh do we zoom or not because like i don't mind doing the zoom but Sometimes we freeze and shit, and, you know, you just look awkward. You look like you're having a I mean,
0: should we watch or should we just wait till the next day? Because I feel like AEW's pay-per-views have been on YouTube. <laughs>
1: That's true. <laughs> well, we're, we're not, we don't want to give away our secrets, Jay. You know
2: what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to watch my like, bootleg with Russian commentary. It's going to be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody get a. Oh, I'm probably watching a Middle Eastern
2: version. <laughs> oh my God, I don't want to do that. Uh,
0: <laughs> a, a quick uh, preview oh, yeah. for next week. There's actually going to be a battle royal taking place next week on Dynamite for the number one contender for the TNT Championship. So.
1: Oh, damn! Already, they're going to crown a new champion, and then already a, they, a new number one contender
0: right away. As uh, as Darren Young would say. Making moves, making moves. Make a million dollar move. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> Why?
1: <Wow. laughs> uh, too bad he's making
0: oh, moves. No. Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we going AEW, AEW? Want to move on to NXT?
1: We can do NXT. Uh, Like we talked about off-air, NXT to me was just like, you know, it's just a build-up to the uh, in-your-house takeover slash NXT pay-per-view event. Um, For me, really, honestly, NXT is doing their thing, but in, in mentioning, the only thing that I was really hyped to see was the Io Shirai versus Ray Ripley match. And to me, I thought that was dope. It was different styles kind of meshing together. Um... Shout out to Ayush Rai because she's been she's been putting out some really good matches. I mean, um, in the past couple day, uh, past two NXT shows, and I just can't stand it. Why Charlotte keeps interrupting these things? I, I guess it's a buildup for uh, a triple threat, but man, I, I wish she wouldn't man, because this match muscle. is going to be really good. Yeah, for real. I mean, I mean, Ray Ripley interrupted them last time, so it's like, I hope this is a build for her to get the title. Otherwise, I, I just don't want her just to be. A
2: third person in this dance. If she's gonna you know? interrupt the match, why shouldn't? Why couldn't she interrupt the Santana Garrett match? Okay, at least. At least <laughs> I, mean, you know, I wanted to see the end of this try match. I'm like, but no, she, she lets that match go. <laughs> You're like,
1: and then and get you on Santana Garrett. Did she just take like leftovers from Lacey Evans' wardrobe?
2: I'm. A, I'm gonna borrow this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you spray Lysol? Did you play spray Lysol on this? <laughs> Did you spray Lysol? Uh, but. One thing I do want to shout out is, um, Charlie, I think you saw this, the Chassie Blackhearts promo with the yep. tank, a real tank, um, putting the spotlight on her. I thought it was really dope. I mean, they haven't really done anything like that for any other women in their division. So... It definitely shows that they got some money invested in her.
2: They did a great um, job. She her. did a great job in that promo. It just made, it just made you hype too. Like you just want to get behind her like, I am ready to go. And she's just yelling. Because you, know, you don't see like like a woman portrayed like badasses like that anymore. You don't like just yelling and screaming. But she, but she yeah. took that ball and ran with it. So she, she did. She did take that ball and run with it. She did.
1: Um, but, yeah, you're definitely correct. I mean, she she comes out It definitely shows that she's a badass. She's someone not to mess with. I mean, I hate to say it, but sorry, me, Kim, but I think she's a re- real HBIC. Mm-hmm.
0: You got something with Carrion. Carrion. Carrion the cross versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh,
2: Justin, you want to go first, or should I take this one? Ugh. Um. All right. Go so ahead. This promo was kind of lackluster for me because, like, I don't know. Like, when, when, when you got someone attacking you from behind backstage, you're going to be really pissed off, right? Uh, that's, that's just what I feel. But this one felt more like, here, here, th- here you guys got to hear me on this. Actually, I, I got something for you guys, too, that I, I want you guys to listen to. So, okay. all right. So, so Justin, hard. maybe, maybe like, see if you agree with me on this. When, when, uh, when Tri- Chiapa came out and he was talking to Karrion, right? He came out there and complimented him the whole way. He went down to the ring and he kept talking about how special he was, right? You're, you know what I'm saying? Like he just kept saying, "You're special, you're special." He just kept saying it. Right, right. You know what that reminded me of? You know that that song, "Hold You Down" with G- DJ Khaled. You know how how <laughs> yeah. DJ Khaled turns that girl? He's like, "You loyal, you special." You know, so so I. Yeah. I just want to tell you guys a, an actual clip from NXT last night. All right, so so you guys hear me out. Tell me if if this sounds the same to you. For sure. All right, here we go. Can you hear it? No. No? Okay. let me see. Oh, hold on. Can you hear it? Nothing. Um. Nothing. 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 All right, a big get you on me. Oh, let keep talking. I'm gonna get because, <laughs> like, because like, I'm doing this through my computer, so I gotta, I gotta do it through my phone. So, like, so go ahead and keep talking. And I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just tell you what it means. So, what would you think about the Kieran Cross thing? I, you know what? Okay, so like my whole thing with the Kieran Cross thing,
1: I, I can see that they're really trying to give him the time to develop and the time to really shine because. I mean, obviously Kieran Cross, Scholar Bado, they have a following, right, in the indie scene. And, and like, in much respect to them, they got a huge following, and, and I think they're really good. But the characters that they're portraying on NXT definitely needs some type of definition. and I don't think, like, they have that, like, what is this at first when you see this? Is this some type of, you know, um, like a prayer type shit? Is this, like, some type of, you know... Um, you know, is she like in control of him? Like, what is this really about? So I, I I like how they're giving them the time to really, you know, see what sticks to the wall with, with, with their character. So I I think with the help of Tommaso Ciampa is going to really like help them with this whole thing. Um, I I thought it was kind of, kind of funny how he kept on calling him special and I thought he was leaning towards, you know, mentally disabled. So... (laughs) I mean, I mean, I mean. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, he don't really speak. Scholar Bedell is the one bringing him. You know, there's smoke. There's red lights. You know, it's like you know. I I I can see how he might be somebody that took the short bus to school. You know,
2: that might be a stretch, but I I don't know. It's it's, it's, sorry. Sorry, he did use the word special a lot. So I see where you're coming from. He's kept emphasizing it.
1: Yeah, I feel like I I don't know if that was the special word to use, but that's the type of, you know, I I was getting it from Tommaso Ciampa's promo.
2: Oh, oh, I got the I got the clip ready. So let me see if I can do it now. All right. You guys ready? This is so this is actually from NXT last night.
0: Just standing out here in your presence, that that aura, it's special. Six foot four, two hundred sixty-five pounds. Special. In a
1: locker room full of the absolute best professional wrestlers
0: in the world. You stand out. Special. That entrance. A killer entrance. Special.
2: You know who else special right
1: oh my god dude 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 that was
2: good that was actually from last night's show so (laughs) 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 maybe not exactly the way it was but (laughs) oh man that was good
1: Oh no 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 no! That that was definitely a hundred percent. Like it, it definitely sounds more like DJ Khaled than
2: anything else. Who knows? Maybe Kappa T- really likes that guy. He's like, S- step aside, step aside, Scarlett. It's just me and him now. <laughs>
1: You know what I'm saying? You, who, you never know. Tomaso Masuchampo could come out next time and be like, we the best.
2: <laughs> I, I'm sorry, guys. I, I, you know, I, I'll i see myself out. You're like, There will be a new member of Get Show next week, not Charlie.
1: was <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That was, but, you, uh, but pretty much it. I mean, from NXT, that, that's what I got. Yeah, me too. You know? there,
2: was, there wasn't much that really happened. All right, so we should
0: just move on to uh, last call then. Actually, before, you move on, before we move on to last call, did you guys see Dark Side of the Ring? No, I didn't um, did. No.
2: Uh, I, I wanted yeah,
1: to see it. That's, oh,
2: that's where I was too. I, I thought it'd be more, I'd be upset watching it, so I just stayed away.
0: Well, I watched it. Did you? And did since you, you guys didn't want to watch it. So it's not like okay, you guys wanted me to me. watch it, so I'm going to say something about it.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> but, um, go for it. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy how, I mean, just some, some just some small things like the fact that Owen Hart they they had the pay per view still go on after he had died is pretty crazy. I don't know, like right. that's just some selfish ass shit on Vince's part. Like, well, we got to still take take our money and what's gonna happen if we shut. Shut down the event, like we have to give refunds or things like that. I don't know, like just who cares? Someone died. You, someone you employed died, and you're worried about the what the, the continuing on pay per view, and um, the fact that Jim Ross only had ten seconds. 10, Jim Ross didn't know that he died. He was told by Kevin Dunn that he died, and then after Kevin Dunn told him that he died, he said, "You have ten seconds until you're back on air." He Gave him a countdown. So like they showed the. The feed, you see, like, first of all, Jerry Lawler is just, like, he's just, like, beside himself. He's, like, not even looking at the camera. Jim Ross is speaking. You know, he's obviously sounds like he's upset and sad. And it's just a crazy situation to be in to know that, like, someone I'm sure he knew. So I'm sure Jim Ross, Jerry, knew Owen Hart well, And to see him die in, in front of his eyes, he wit- they witnessed him fall from 100 feet up in the stadium from a weak-ass clip. That was holding him up.
2: Yeah, I blood, saw that. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, blood was still on the ring. Yeah, the, and there was even a dent
2: in the ring.
1: Okay, right because of what happened.
2: I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this and like you know, I I strongly feel that that show should not have gone on. Any anybody would have would have understood why that match that event had to be canceled at that point. You know, you just like I'm trying to think of like any other instance where someone could like a performer could pass right there and then like be like, all right, let's keep going. You know, like you could, you could tell yourself all day, Oh, Owen would have wanted us to go on. But it's like, sometimes it's not about what he wants either. You know, it's about respecting him too. And WWE didn't do that. And especially like that guy, uh, was it Kevin Dunn? What was that his name? The, the guy who, who, who was in JR's yeah. ear saying, all right, uh, he died. You got 10 seconds. Let's go. You know, it's like, all right, you know, like you, we're like, Money is not everything. You know, it's it's really not.
0: I understand the term, the show must go on, but not yeah. in this when someone died in the ring.
2: And it's, you know,
0: someone who's been a respectable... I mean, regardless if it was a veteran or like a, you know, C-tier type wrestler. But the fact that an incident like that happened is crazy how they kept going. I have one more thing is that it's crazy that when um Owen's wife was... um. Preparing to sue the WWE. There were family members. There were heart family members. Who were going against Owen's wife to do it. You know, because it's a wrestling family. WWE is like the biggest organization. And some of those guys are. Either aspiring to be in that industry. Or already in the industry. And they don't want to get blackballed. So they went against Owen's wife. and, And some of them either just stayed stayed quiet or even went as far as like stealing the documents uh, during that would, uh, for the prosecution, going as far as that to like, dude, like your own family member died and like, you're worried about yourself and like worried about your status on WWE and you're not even going to help. This guy shouldn't have been been even been in that position to be up top there. It was, was everything was just a mess. And it just makes it worse when you have, don't have family support on that either
2: that's just that's just uh uh indicative of what the wrestling industry is you know like when at that point where it's like you don't want to get blackballed and then like in such a like a sensitive uh sense of atmosphere you know what i mean it's sort of like if if you're can't even stand up for your own family especially something where they wronged them that's definitely like based i don't know what the definition of wrongful death is but that probably would be it you know
0: where yeah. you're
2: putting when you're putting your performers in in uh a situation like that and not properly taking care of them, it's like, well, you know, you'd have every right to sue, and I could, I could bet you twelve people would believe would agree with you.
0: Mm-hmm. And I want to bring up one last thing.
1: Yeah, and it's just messed up how WWE was trying to, like, you know, say that they tried to do this, they tried to do that, and like, I'm in the process of trying to finish that Chris Jericho podcast because Owen Owen Hart's wife is on there. But it's kind of like they really didn't come out and do have a helping hand in in the whole thing, even afterwards. I mean, who knows? Maybe there could have been some stuff that we don't know about. But like, kind of like what you're saying, like um, you, you can't hide what happened. You know, whether the show must go on or do, do this and this, like it shouldn't have been ignored.
0: You exactly. Know I mean? yeah. There eventually was a settlement for eighteen million dollars, but yeah, it was just the process. I'm sure was very painstaking for uh, yeah. Owen's wife. One last thing, Chris Jericho was talking about Owen's career because during that time when Owen died, he was in that a weird part of his career where he was like doing a bunch of random shit. Like he was what he was that blue bomber,
2: uh, the blue blazer. Yep, the blue blazer. Yeah, he was Uh, part of
0: the nation that one time. He was in a lot of like weird spots. And Chris Jericho was saying like how much of a resurgence his career would have had would have his career would have been resurged because of those guys who came in in the nineties like. Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, and they would have been great tag team partners because at that time, he was saying that no one could keep up with him because he was so athletic and so technically sound that he didn't have a good wrestling partner during that time, but with Eddie Guerrero, those uh, high, like, cruiser weights, that would have been a good matchup had he uh, had that incident not happened.
2: Man, that's just sad. <laughs> exactly. So.
1: It's sad. It, and, and it sucks, too, because there's a lot of wrestlers today that um, attribute um, their style to Owen Hart. I mean, Sam Zane, Kevin Owens. I mean, he even named his kid Owen. You know, crazy, crazy. So,
0: yep, shout out to Owen Hart. All right, let's move on to last call with brother Jay. I only have a few things. Um, man, so many somber. This might be the most somber episode. And we'll talk about Shad, we'll Talk about Owen Hart.
2: A lot's happened. Damn 2020. Let's just fast forward. 2021. Happy New Year.
1: Should I add, should I add this to the soundburn?
0: Oh, hold on. It's two soundburn. Sorry. <laughs> let me let me start off last call with a banger. So Jim Cornette blasted Becky Lynch for being pregnant. And it was like really bad what the hell he said. And Seth Rollins responded. But I'll start right off with Jim Cornette's quote. Basically, he just summed up saying, you know, you're at the peak of your career. And like, why would you let this pregnancy happen to you when this could happen later in life? So he goes, you can't always be on top of the wrestling business in a one million dollar a year spot or more, but you can have a baby. What is she? Can she be 30? Well, she's still she's got many more years before the fucking easy bake oven gets shut off she had all these problems like a descended stomach or stretch marks and hemorrhoids and hormone problems and mood swings and all those other joys of motherhood later on when she ain't making a million dollars a year. It's basically saying that like, you know, you're giving up all this money and fame to start a family. And that's her, that's her prerogative, you know, like Jim Cornette's old doesn't need to chime in. And then Seth Rollins, who has a lot of respect for Jim Cornette, he said, Cornette is someone that I've personally worked with in my time at Ring of Honor, and for him to come out and say some real negative things, some real misogynistic things about women in general and pregnancy in the industry kind of caught me off guard, and it made me lose a lot of respect for someone that people have already have lost respect for. Shame on Jim Cornette. I know he's, he's that type of, he's like that Skip Bayless type where he just says a lot of, like, crazy ass shit, but yeah, this is kind of far, especially talking about someone who's at the top of the industry and putting her down like that is like not needed.
1: I don't think Jim Cornette ever had sex because it's not like you can just go to a store and just buy a baby.
0: No, he's just saying the timing of it. He's saying you can hold off on this. You're a, you're a superstar. Yeah. You know, things happen, you know, maybe I don't know if it was planned or not, but maybe it was the right time for her. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like
1: it. I think I think he's the real person that says it's still real to me. Damn it! Because if he hasn't checked, these are real people. <laughs> yeah, this is, with real lives, a job for them. You know, you it's know? not a,
0: It's not the end of the world, like it would be for Jim Cornette. <laughs> if wrestling was gone, oh my god, Jim Cornette would be like basically those those homeless people that Seth Rollins would be looking for. <laughs>
1: He would just be like Buddy Murphy and all them, just crying in a in a corner. Your
2: newest member of Dark Order.
1: <laughs>
2: um, like I don't I don't really have much of an opinion on it because in the end, like like Jim Cornette does have a take on everything, and then it's just that's just what it is. That's just his opinion, you know. It's just one person, and like people like to get up in arms and like what he says, and it's sort of like all right, fine, you don't like what he th- thinks, so be it. Like Jim Cornette, at least what he does is like he's he he lists he knows his his uh. Opinions aren't aren't popular, but he's just gonna say them just because he can. You know, he's got his own podcast, and if people choose to listen to it, they do it. If they choose to listen to and get mad, that's on that's on them. You know, it's like he's just saying what he thinks. And like, yeah, he was like, what he was saying was, if someone's on the top of their game, why would they why would they get pregnant when they could just do it later in life? And he's like, you know what, like that's your opinion. You know, just that's fine. You know, that's whatever. But she chose this because you know what? It's like she wanted to. They wanted to have kids. So what? Like, like she? I, I bet you they know. She knows she's on the top of her game. She knows she's the biggest draw in the WWE right now. And she still chose to have a kid. So let her do that. You know, it's not like, don't get all upset about it. Don't freak out about it. Who gives a shit? Because once again, you're right. I You know, wrestling is Jim Cornette's life, but it's not everyone else's life. It's not their end all be, all be all. Because in the end, there's like, who else is a mother? Like Lacey Evans is a mother. Like, you know, like um, there's all, like I hear Tamina is a mother. You know, like it's, Just it's possible to be a mother and still be in a dodo y yeah, and do well, you know? And, and yeah, it's like, maybe it's not the same thing. Maybe like Tamina is not the top draw in a dodo ye. Yeah, I get that. But it's, in the end, it's like, hey, it's her life, her body. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. And that's it. So Jim, it's like, good. Speak your mind. That's it. Show your ass out the door. We're good.
1: They're right, exactly. Man, you said it you said it the right way, Charlie. Oh, I Shout try. out to you, homie. Shout and Jim out to Jordan, you. Like,
0: trust me, he has some he has some really great takes. I trust his opinion on like fling yeah, oh yeah. related. But when it comes to women, which he is not. <laughs> leave that out, leave that out, leave that out. <laughs> Looking like uh Mr. Burns and shit. <laughs>
2: Looking like the type of guy who goes on the internet says this girl's a four out of ten. Would not bang. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <bang. laughs> Um, no, too bad.
0: big. <laughs> my one last thing is, the. it's just something that's random, but the creators of Batwoman wants to cast the LGBTQ actress and Sonya Deville threw her name in the hat. She tweeted saying, acting is definitely where my heart's at. Recently, I've been going out to LA and trying to dive into Hollywood. It's something that coincides with WWE and the likes of John Cena and The Rock being super successful in both. And I would love to be a female that can do the same. And Sonya Deville, with her acting with this uh, storyline with Mandy Rose, I mean maybe she's on her way. <laughs> if I were to
1: but, but to play
0: Batwoman? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a long shot, but she would just <laughs> ooh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. I mean, you know, I mean, who is in the ring for Batwoman right now? I mean, they want an LGBTQ.
1: Uh well I mean it's it's uh some girl but the girl who they had casted originally is is reportedly not okay. the girl.
2: Um,
1: but if we're on the topic of superheroes, I mean Becky Lynch is supposed to be in a Marvel movie. Um, so I don't know who she gonna play. Maybe Rogue. Ooh. Who knows? Um,
0: Jubilee? you What the? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jubilee's
2: Asian, I right? I, I thought she was like Native It would be funny if she was because uh. you'd figure like you you give a Chinese character the, the ability to shoot fireworks. <laughs> hey,
0: man! <laughs> Tom, Cruise the last Tom Cruise was the last samurai, so <laughs> that's true.
2: <laughs> 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 that's that's so true. Well, was, was that joke by uh by Paul Mooney, it's like the last the last uh well the last black guy on Earth starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like uh, I've been enjoying Sonya Deville's work like for a while now. Like like this last promo that she did with with Dolph Ziggler behind and like where she's making fun of Otis. Oh my God, it's gold. So like so like if if she's thinking about going somewhere, I would if I were WWE, I'd I'd. Give her a raise and keep her in because this this whole rivalry between her and Mandy, she's carrying it. Even though Mandy should be the one, the pissed off one, she's the one who's he's the one who's been uh, wronged by her friend. But for some reason, out, she's been outshined by Sonya Deville in a, like big time.
1: Yeah, her promo is like this. Is this is definitely this? I don't think this is supposed to happen. I mean, I think oh, it was definitely. supposed to be Mandy Rose that was supposed to get, but man, but Sonya Deville is definitely you using her time wisely. um, And going back to what you guys are saying, like if she was going to be a superhero, I would choose Raven. There you go. Hey.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, the thing that, there's a part during her promo, I feel like Dolph Ziggler almost like bursted out laughing because she made fun of Otis, but I forgot what
2: she said. I'm trying to, I want to pull it up. She, she was saying like, like uh, something about like something you know, like along the lines, like they took my job, they they took good jobs, you know, like kind of like making fun of the way he talks. Yeah, yeah, right. The Otis thing still baffles
0: me, man, because it's like, how can that joke? And you know, Otis is not like, hey Vince, uh, let me be a character where I am basically mentally challenged, and I, I I don't. All I say is, oh yeah, I just say oh yeah all the time and speak gibberish. Yeah, that's a good idea. No, this is a character that Vince made him to make him look stupid, and it's paying off. But like, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a gimmick. It's like this is not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to win to belt.
2: So would would you say that he's a modern day Dusty Rhodes then? Because then didn't, didn't Vince McMahon put Dusty Rhodes in oh, polka dots to make oh, him look like oh. an idiot and have him dancing around with Sapphire, and the fans have been all over the fans get behind him? I mean, like, well,
0: uh I, I'm not
1: gonna go that far and and give Otis and Dusty Rhodes uh, any type of comparison, but I will say is this a watered down version of Eugene.
2: It's more Eugene than Dusty. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll say that. I was, gonna, well, I was I like say the, the the other thing where it's like the the parallel where like he's trying to make a fool out of him and it backfires. I'm not saying he's a oh, Dusty man, like man. he's good.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah! If he's trying to make a Jake like, uh, exactly. a look bad on I'll purpose. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Damn, um, uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think the whole midriff thing is definitely Otis's idea. Like, curling his, like, tank top to cut, like, be a midriff like that?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if they're giving him a character, he's got to make the best out of it. So he's got the midriff. He's got the caterpillar. He's got the girl. And damn, Mandy Rose looking at on SmackDown. You see her? My God. Hmm.
1: I think that definitely is a good segue, too.
0: Hey.
1: And now, sweaty session. So last, so last episode, we were coming out and we did pickup lines using wrestling references, and me and Jay um, did a pretty good job. Jay did an awesome job. I was like kind of lacking, but. We waited for Charlie to come back to basically officially do it. Part two of wrestling pickup lines. Yo, what do you guys got?
2: Uh, whoever wants to go for, I'm I'm looking for the, I'm lo- like, I'm kind of looking for the one that, that, okay. So you guys said, said mine from last week, right? I think we said one or two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Please, please reread <laughs> that. because I did a horrible job delivering that. Oh, like. But if I had to deliver something to a, Wrestler, it would be my hey. Kindle stick.
2: Hey, I, got, I got one for you guys related to that. So, like, I'll I'll go to I'll go to someone, right? I'll, I'll tell her that you know what I call my balls Otis and Tucker, and she'd be like, why? And I'll be like, because that's just heavy machinery. <laughs>
0: You, do call you, uh, you call your you call your cock the Hardy Boys? Am the Hardy Boys? <laughs> <laughs> the
2: Hardy because <laughs> it's fragile.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, she calls it. No, he calls it divine because it's kind of <laughs> slightly crooked. <you> know?
2: Oh. <laughs> I got some other ones. So last week you said the the Amazon one, right? Alright, so, uh-huh. yeah, the Amazon one was, was supposed to go, um, hey, I work for Amazon. You want to see my package pile driver?
1: <laughs> hey, girl. Why don't you come to my place
0: and I'll show you my <laughs> dude's day device. How about I, uh, put you on the bed and give you the 619. Take out the one. <laughs> You're being such a bad
1: girl. I think it's time for a attitude <laughs> adjustment.
2: I got I got a, a rejection line. It's like, "Girl, you must be what's Kofi that? Kingston because you're not ja- making me crazy."
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> girl, what's wrong with you? You need to go to the hospital. You need to get checked out cuz you might have some Boston
0: cramps. <laughs> Girl, when I climax, I call it the big ending.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter what we do tonight, girl, because you're gonna get these <laughs> hands.
0: Trust me, you're gonna you're gonna tap out once I give you the anaconda vice.
2: <laughs> you you know why they? Girl, last night you had me like.
1: Oh! Feel the power!
2: Oh, uh, I got one. That's uh, It's like, hey, you know why they call my junk the Undertaker? Because it's always getting up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might have uh, used it.
1: They call me the American Badass because I don't have a losing
0: streak. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I might have used this last week. Come, take. I'll take you to the bed and give you that spine buster. <laughs> the
1: back. I'm gonna do you like Shinsuke Nakamura. Just, Just come, on. On. come on, come on. The uh, Got
0: the guard. Got the Take off my pants. Give you that jawbreaker. If you know what I
2: mean. Girl, you can call me uh, AJ Styles because I got that phenomenal foreplay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) ah, Girl, I'm going to give you that face buster, but just leave that face
0: there. There's also a move. Girl, when I'm on top of you, I'm going to give you the mushroom stomp. (laughs) That's That's an actual move, the mushroom stomp.
2: That's Trevor Lee, right?
1: (laughs) Girl, turn your head sideways because I'm going to give you a cauliflower ear. Your...
0: What? That's not even a...
2: That's... Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to give a good one. Oh, here, here. I got one for you guys. Um, I, I'll go up to a girl and be like, hey, you want to give me a Montreal handjob? And, she, and oh, she's going to be like, no. what's that? And you'll be like, that's when you stroke my cock while Bret Hart spits on it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, I'll show myself out the door after that one. <laughs> uh, you, had good, you had a good one about the camel. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one. It's like it's like hey, it's Wednesday, so let's celebrate Hump Day by giving you the cream of clutch. I fucked that one up. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, Later tonight, you can call me Jake the Snake. I'd be like, girl, I'm gonna show you my deep six, and she's like, what? I'm gonna be like, yeah, that just means I'm gonna fucking gonna hate me for it.
1: Oh no. <laughs> uh, I uh, later tonight when you're sleeping, I'm just just gonna cash in my money in the bank.
2: <laughs> girl, let's try a rough rider tonight. That's when I uh put a bag over your head and pretend you're Chelsea Green. <laughs> Let me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let
0: me tussle with you and give you a the small package. <laughs> it's a more special way of saying that you have a small cock, but let me give you that small package, baby.
1: Uh, well, you can find us <laughs> on Get Your Podcast.
2: Hey, Charlie, you got any more? Oh, no, no, I'm just laughing because, like, that was a good like, segue. It's like, oh, you can find us. <laughs> no, I, I... For
0: many more
1: wrestling uh references and pick-up lines, you yeah, can find us tweet on Get Your Podcast. Twitter, Get Your
0: Podcast. Tweet us some lines. fans, Because that'd be... Yeah.
1: Tweet, us, yeah, tweet us some lines, please. Tweet us some pick-up pick lines. You can PG, X-rated. It. it doesn't matter as long as it's funny. Um... Get Instagram, get your podcast. Twitter, get your podcast. Guys, it's always a pleasure.
0: Likewise. Shout yes, out to Daryl.
1: No. Shout out to Daryl. Shout out to you, All Charlie. Thanks for doing this. Guys. For sure. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week.
0: Peace.